Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Direct Snap with Drew Allen. As always, I am your host, Drew Allen. So, as we alluded to last week, this week we are ranking, if the season started today, all 32 NFL quarterbacks is the most important position. A few quick notes before we jump into these rankings. This is my list in terms of who I would want to be my starting quarterback in 2022. Um, Some of these younger guys we haven't seen a whole lot of. I'm projecting on what I think of them and how they will perform based off their track record in college and the small sample sizes we've seen of them in the NFL. Uh, Two guys will not be on this list, Jimmy Garoppolo and Jameis Winston, just because we don't know where they're going to be, so I can't rank them. Uh, Like I said, they would clearly be on the list because they're talented enough to be ahead of a number of these guys, but they will not be making an appearance. And if I was the GM, this is how I would view my quarterback situation. I've broken them down into five categories. So without any further ado, let's get into it. This first category is, I know who my quarterback is, but I'm definitely looking for an upgrade. So sorry, Jets fans, but because at number 32, it's the New York Jets with their quarterback, Zach Wilson. He had one great year of college. I have I wasn't impressed with him his first league in the his first year in the league, excuse me. He was very inconsistent, didn't show a whole lot of steps forward in terms of being able to read defenses and that doesn't bode well. You gotta be able to read defenses in the league if you want to be successful. And he just didn't show a whole lot of that. You know he had that flash one year in college and I'm not big on taking a guy after one good year in college, uh, there's obviously exceptions to that rule, a big exception near the top of this list, actually. But, yeah, Zach Wilson just isn't going to cut it for me. I'd definitely be looking to upgrade. I don't feel comfortable with him being the, or holding the keys to my franchise, per se. So moving right along here at number 31, we have the New Orleans Saints. With Taysom Hill, obviously James Winston was the quarterback before he got hurt last season but if the season started today I think Taysom Hill Taysom Hill would be the quarterback for the Saints and the problem I have with him is he's more of an offensive weapon than he is a quarterback he's not a particularly good thrower of the football he's more of a runner than a drop back quarterback and I want my quarterback to be able to sit there drop back and be able to beat you with his arm I obviously want a guy who can Make stuff happen off script, and Taysom Hill can do that, but I don't trust him to throw an accurate ball when he's outside the pocket, when he's on the run, when he, you know, he can't get his feet set and stuff like that. So Taysom Hill is number 31 on the list here. Uh, moving along to the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. Uh, clearly, guys, I'm going to give you a little synopsis. Uh, these are just the first things that pop into my mind when I think about these guys. And how I feel about them, the you know, a couple little things that come to mind. I'm not going to give you, you know, a huge breakdown. Obviously, I'm not an NFL scout. This is just what comes to mind. But the Houston Texans, Houston Texans, if I could speak, come in at number 30 with Davis Mills. Uh, nothing jumps off the screen when I watched him play about his ability. He doesn't have a crazy good arm. He's not overly, you know, a freak athlete or anything like that. He had little, you know, he's a middling quarterback at the college level at Stanford, I believe it was. And I just don't see it working out here. I think, you know, they're going to try to tank this year and get the first pick in the draft next year, potentially take Bryce Young. They're just not set up for success, and I don't think Davis Mills is going to be the guy who comes in and just, you know, takes them to the promised land. I just don't see that from him. 
he played okay last season, but I just I don't feel comfortable with him being my starting quarterback. Moving along here to number 29, and I have the New York Football Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. Just the light hasn't clicked for him while he's been in the league. Uh, he's, he still makes bad decisions. He's very turnover prone. Uh, I didn't th- particularly think he was anything special at Duke, I believe it was, in college. Didn't see it there. Still don't see it. He's a better athlete than people give him credit for. I will, I will give him that. He can run better than people think. And faster than people think, he has had a couple breakaway breakaway runs in the league, and so I just he fumbles a lot, he turn over the ball, and that's a way we're going to lose a lot of football games. I just don't feel comfort comfortable or confident, either one. Take a pick with him being my starting quarterback, so I've got him at twenty nine, at twenty eight is the Carolina Panthers and their quarterback, Sam Darnold. I do think they're clearly looking to upgrade. If you've seen any reports out there about them potentially going big game hunting. Uh, he had a good college career. Uh, I was pretty high on him coming out, actually. But uh, he, he really hasn't turned the corner. He makes a lot of bad decisions, which lead to him being very turnover prone. I thought potentially Joe Brady and Matt Rule could get a lot out of him. As Joe Brady you know, had that great success calling plays in college but we just haven't seen it from him you know obviously it's hard to be the quarterback for the Jets but I can't have my quarterback turning over the football and that's really the biggest thing for most of the guys in this category where we're definitely looking to upgrade is just they turn over the ball so much and don't have the ability to overcome the mistakes that they do make like quarterbacks higher on this list as we move along here to number 27 is the Washington, the newly named Washington Commanders and Taylor Heineke. Uh, sometimes he makes decisions that makes you go, huh? Like, what did you see there? He's really got no elite abilities. Uh, I definitely think they could upgrade over him. He has to overcome a lot of adversity in his, you know, playing career. I think he was in the XFL a couple years ago, if memory serves correctly. Don't quote me on that, but I think I'm right there. And, you know, he's worked his way up. He's really overcome. And that, I like that in a quarterback. I like a guy who not, hasn't been the golden child, who has had to, you know, fight for being there, being where he is, being the starter. I, I like that. And he has had to do that. Um, I just think if they had someone just a little, a smidge better, that guy would be the quarterback over Taylor Heineke. Obviously, they got a loaded defense in Washington. I think someone could step in there and, and compete for that division. But at number 27, it is Washington's Taylor Heineke, moving along, we go to the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. Uh, Similar to a lot of these guys, nothing really jumps off the page when you watch him play. Uh, He still makes a bad decision at a bad time, which you just can't have. Obviously, people will counter this with, well, he went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but no one really thinks he was the driving force behind that. That was Sean McVay, his play calling, his offensive savantness if that's a word don't quote me on that obviously but I just nothing jumps off the page they're looking to draft a quarterback for a reason at the end of round one they have the Rams pick from that trade to upgrade their quarterback the Rams did for Matt Stafford and he obviously makes an appearance higher on this list so I definitely think they are looking to upgrade and plan for the future and I don't believe that he is a part of that and the last guy in this category 
as much as it pains me to say, because I was really high on him coming out and into the league, is Miami's Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I think he's a very accurate passer. He does make some bad decisions every once in a while that get him in trouble. He thinks he can make throws that he doesn't have the arm strength to make sometimes. You know, outside the numbers, those deep balls, get a little underthrown, and end up going the other way. Unlike a lot of the guys in this category, the biggest thing with Tua is he can't stay healthy. He's very he's made of glass, really. Uh, he gets hurt. He missed games this year. He got hurt in college. So I definitely think I'd be looking to upgrade to a more durable player for sure, whether that's, you know, a Deshaun Watson or someone like that, as, you know, reports have came out that they're interested in him, barring his legal situation. So I'd definitely be looking to upgrade over to it just because I can't trust him to stay healthy for a 17-game season. He's, he's small, he's brittle, and I just... I need someone who I can count on to be there at the end of the year when we're playing the biggest games of the year. So moving right along here to our next category. These are guys that we're waiting to see what we have because they have potential and could go up into the three categories above this one. So this one's going to cause some shockwaves because at 24... I have New England's Mac Jones. Listen, it's not hard to be a great quarterback at Alabama with those weapons and those players. He obviously had one great year in college where they won the national championship. And everything was in his favor, though. He didn't have to go out there and score 50 points a game, but he could because he had two first-round receivers, a first-round running back, and a first-round offensive line. He didn't have to do much. He hasn't faced a whole lot of adversity. You know, he went to a good... College that set him up for success. And that's smart. You know, if you pick where you go, you go to a place where you're going to be successful. And Alabama puts you in the best spot to be successful because you have the best players in college football. So he hadn't faced a whole lot of adversity. And when he did face adversity down the home stretch last season, he really folded under it. I don't believe he's ever going to carry a mediocre team to, you know, a playoff run, a Super Bowl run potentially. I just don't see that in him. He's not a guy that's going to carry the franchise on his back. He needs everything around him to be successful. I think his floor is a guy we're going to see higher on this list in Matt Ryan. He needs everything to be you know, peachy around him to be able to get there, and he needs an elite defense, and I just I don't see it. He's kind of a game manager in the wrong way, in my opinion. As we move along here, we have Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph. Big Ben retires. They sound like they're going to give it, you know, hand it over to Mason Rudolph if they can't pull off a trade for a big guy. So I got him right here. I think I believe he's five four and one in his nine NFL starts. So you know, solid. Uh, he plays for a good organization. They draft really well. They develop guys. He had a good college career at Oklahoma State, uh, and. It, like I said, he's been solid in the short spurts that he's played when Big Ben's been hurt or anything like that. Um, but we're still waiting to see what he can do as the guy in Pittsburgh. And I believe we will see that, barring them pulling off, you know, some massive deal for uh, Aaron Rodgers or, uh, you know, a Russell Wilson or someone like that. I just, we're, we're, you got to wait and see what you got, like I said, with these guys on this 
in this portion of the ranking. So as we move right along here, at number 22, we have San Francisco 49ers quarterback Trey Lance. Obviously, Jimmy G looks like he's moving on. And Trey Lance, we haven't seen a whole lot. We've seen a couple plays, really. Um, but he's super athletic and has some elite tools. He's got a cannon for an arm. He can really run. I think he's I think he's going to be good in Kyle Shanahan's system. I do think he needs to get better with his progressions uh, from watching some of his North Dakota State film. And in the passing game, he needs to get better going through those progressions to get to the guy who's open. He needs to get a little bit better pre-snap, in my opinion, um, at reading you know, kind of what they're going to do on defense. Like I said, he has a great arm, uh, but he has some rough edges that need to be knocked off. And I, I got faith in Kyle Shanahan that he can get that get that guy to the position where they can be super successful. Obviously, he's Kyle Shanahan has been successful with Matt Ryan. He was successful with Jimmy G, got to the Super Bowl. And I think Trey Lance has a higher floor than Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think Trey Lance would go nothing but up this list. So moving right along here. This one's kind of my wild card. Obviously, I am a Florida football fan. I make no apologies or lies about you know being a little biased. But I'm going to go with Tampa Bay quarterback Kyle Trask, who was taken in the second round last year. Backed up Tom Brady this year. Really got to sit and learn. The reason I have him higher than a couple guys we've seen more of is because I believe he is an elite reader of defenses. Has an arm that isn't crazy like a, you know, a Patrick Mahomes or a John Elway or anything like that. But he's got a good arm and he can make every throw that needs to be made. He's not overly mobile, uh, but he does have really nice pocket feet. He's elusive enough within the pocket. To, you know, slide left, right, you know, step up, step up through the pocket and make make a throw. Uh, he's faced a lot of adversity, and it's always overcome it. You know, he's a two-star quarterback recruit, sat behind Eric King. What's he doing now? You know, came to Florida, had to wait a few years for his turn to be the guy. Felipe Franks gets hurt, who actually plays for the Atlanta Falcons now. Uh, you know, sits behind him. He gets hurt. He comes in. You know, plays great. Should have won the Heisman in 2020. That's another thing, another an argument for another day. But I, I'm I'm high on Kyle Trask. I think he should have gotten more respect in that draft class. It was a loaded class, but I do feel like he got more. He got overlooked way more than he should have, and I think he has a potential to be a gem for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So move along to the last quarterback in this category is the Chicago Bears quarterback, Justin Fields. Uh, he's a freak athlete, man. He has the potential to be a true dual-threat quarterback in this league, a la Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's near as fast. Uh, he's fast, but I don't think he's as you know twitchy as Lamar is. Um, I think he needs to get a little bit better with his progressions. Uh, you know, But he did take some nice steps forward last season, and I think he's got the potential to be really special. they got to give him an O-line, obviously, up there in Chicago to protect him. And I think if they do that, they really have something there. So the next category we have is these guys are either have either proven to be super serviceable and can win you a lot of football games or, in one case, have major potential. The one guy in this list, or in this category rather, 
has major potential. I, most people say I should have put him with the last category, and we're waiting to see what we have. But I, I've got – I'm in love with this guy's game, and so he's going to be in this category. But we'll get to him in a minute. So at number 19 is the Denver Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, they're looking to upgrade, potentially get one of those big elite guys. But if Teddy Bridgewater is their quarterback next year, I got him right here. Uh, he's serviceable and can win you football games. He's good enough with his legs. Uh, that makes up for a little bit of inconsistencies with you know the passing game. But he is serviceable there too. Um, two gloves, Teddy. He's, uh, he's a solid guy. You don't mind him being the leader of your team. He's got good intangibles. He's overcome some horrific injuries. And I really like that, that he's had to fight back. I like that in a player that's had to overcome some adversity in their life. But I feel like they really – they could definitely use an upgrade just because of the other quarterbacks in the division. Obviously, we haven't gotten to any of the three other quarterbacks in the division. But you feel solid with, with Teddy, and that's a, you know, a really well-run organization that drafts really well, signs good free agent players, and it is a consistently talented team year in and year out in Denver but I would have Teddy at 19. Now, this is the one guy that we're waiting to see what we have, but I think he's got elite potential. Like, I'm talking top three or four potential in the game, and I'm going to surprise some people here with Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, he's got elite potential. He's got a great arm. He can run better than most people think. He's faster than most people think. And he's got a track record of success everywhere he's been, whether it be at Cartersville High School right up the road from me in Georgia, whether it be at Clemson. He's been successful his whole football career. And my prediction is now that they have Doug Peterson, a guy who's won a Super Bowl as their head coach, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. Doug Peterson will put him in good positions, unlike the last coaching staff that they had down there. Um and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with how he plays, and I believe he will move up this list quickly now that they have an elite, not an elite coach, but a really good coach in Doug Peterson. So I'm, I'm banking on Trevor Lawrence taking those next steps up. They just got to do what they can down there to surround him with some better offensive line plays. He's running for his life back there. So I'm really high on Trevor Lawrence. Moving right along here to 17, we have Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield. He's serviceable. Uh, can make all the throws needed. Has some nice athleticism. He's got some wiggle to him where he can get outside and make some things happen. He does have some injury concerns. You know, he's had that torn labrum, I believe it was, on his non-throwing shoulder that he played with, and that really hurt him, I think, this year. But then again, with, with Baker... Uh, some of the off-the-field stuff, he's kind of aloof sometimes off the field with what he says and what he puts on social media, and you don't really like that. But on the field, he's a solid player and can win you a lot of ball games with you know, a good running game and stuff like that. Obviously, any quarterback needs a, a good running game. That definitely does nothing but help. But I, I, Baker's serviceable, for sure. Uh, number 16, we got Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, the highest of any of the Alabama quarterbacks on this list I really like his potential uh, he's an elite runner he doesn't take big hits I like that he you know gets down and doesn't take any hits square in the chest or anything like that I think he's progressed nicely with his passing ability um, and he led this team to the playoffs in his first full year starting 
uh, and I really like that. You know, that talks to his intangibles, the belief those guys have in him, that he can get them where they need to be. And he's fought through some adversity. Obviously, he was at Alabama, comes through, you know, there, gets some, you know, keeps them rolling, really. And then Tua comes along, brings it back to the National Championship game, and he transfers to Al- or to Oklahoma, played well there. And But I really like Jalen Hurts. I, I like a lot about his game. And I think he's got the potential to go up even higher on this list for sure. Uh, number 15 on this list will be Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. Uh, he's got a lot of talent and has played well for long stretches of his career. You know, he was going to be the MVP the year that Philly went to the Super Bowl. He gets hurt. You know, I think it was about three quarters of the way through the year. Nick Foles comes in and leads him down a Super Bowl run. Uh, he can for sure make all the throws. He's got a nice arm. I think he's more athletic than people think. Uh, he does have some injury concerns. You know, he's gotten beat up at times because he doesn't want to get rid of the football and, not, and avoid hits that he shouldn't be taking. Obviously, he makes a questionable decision every now and again. and uh, But I really think he can win you a lot of ball games. Uh, but can he, is he a guy who can get you over the top if you're not as good as the other, other team? I don't really know. And we have yet to see that. But he's definitely super, super serviceable and can win you a lot of football games. Number 14 is Matt Ryan. Uh, he's clearly had a really nice career. And, you know, he can make all the throws as proof by his passing numbers over the years. He's not overly mobile. You know, he can get you almost to the top if everything's perfect. You know, as I said, Mac Jones is kind of his comparison for me. If Mac Jones puts everything together, I think he can be Matt Ryan potentially. But... Obviously, in 2016, you know, he wins the MVP. I think that was more Kyle Shanahan than, than Matt Ryan. You know, we had a lot of things go right. I say we as I'm a part of the Atlanta Falcons, but uh, had a lot of things go right that year. Had an elite offense, had an elite scheme. But Matt Ryan is definitely one of those guys who you're comfortable with him being the guy for your team. Uh, moving up one more spot to the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill. As I said, most... The guys in this category can win you a lot of football games. He's no exception. Uh, I don't think he's as good a passer as Matt Ryan, but he is a good passer nonetheless. Yeah, he's clearly not elite or anything like that. I think he's a better athlete than people give him credit for. He played wide receiver, if I'm not mistaken, before moving to quarterback. So he can run a little bit. My biggest problem with him is he tends to fall short in the biggest moments for the Titans. Obviously, they had the number one seed this year in the playoffs and got beat after, you know, recording, I think it was nine sacks in that game. I think he had three interceptions. He just came up short when they needed him most. Um, But a guy you feel comfortable, you know, having if, you know, there's not, the the guys in this category, there's not too many guys better than them, and there's a lot of guys worse than them. So you're okay with these guys being your starting quarterback, but you definitely could do a little bit better. And I think that's no exception for Ryan Tannehill. Moving up one spot to number 12 is Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. He's a solid player, obviously, can win you football games. He's a good thrower of the football. He's not mobile, really. Um, He's another guy I don't think he can get you over the top if you're not quite. I think you need to have a talent advantage over the other team for him to get you over the the top and win you a Super Bowl. So I don't. I just think these guys need everything to be perfect to be able to get you to, you know. NFC or AFC Championship game or a Super Bowl, and I just don't see that in Kirk Cousins' game or anybody in this category's game, really. So, 
Kirk Cousins is number 12. And moving on to the last quarterback in this particular category is Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. He's a good passer of the football, you know, can move around and make things happen, obviously coming from that spread offense at Mississippi State under Dan Mullen. Um, so he's got, you know, some wiggle to him. Can He's a strong kid, can get, you know, break a tackle and make a, make a throw down the field. Uh, he's got great intangibles. I love Dak's off-the-field presence, the way he carries himself, the way he puts that oomph in his guys that, you know, they believe in him. But he, he makes some questionable questionable decisions at times. Um, but I for sure would be have no problems being having Dak Prescott be my starting quarterback. I definitely wouldn't pay him as much as they did because I don't think he's worth that. But without question, I would have no issues of him being my starting quarterback for my NFL franchise. Now, moving along to the next category. These are quarterbacks who I've defined as really freaking good. Um, these quarterbacks can win you a Super Bowl. They're not the elite of the elite, in my opinion, but they're really freaking good. And some of these guys definitely have the potential to move up, uh, you know, into that elite of the elite category that we'll get to in a few picks or in a few slots. So at number 10, the top 10, here we go. Number 10, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. He's a freak super athlete. Uh, he can make people look foolish in the open field. Uh, you know, he's come a long way as a passer. Uh, but he needs to keep getting better there. I, obviously, I don't think anyone's, you know, content with where he is or anybody is. You know, if you, you want your quarterback to keep continuously trying to get better. Um, he's overcome the adversity of a lot of people thinking he couldn't play quarterback. and He's proven all those people wrong. So I really do like that aspect of Lamar's game. Um, he's here at number 10 just because I think you have to cater your offense more to what his strengths are than you do with either any other of these guys. I think they're more can run any scheme, and I don't think Lamar can do that. And that's not a knock per se. I just I don't want to, you know, have my quarterback running 15 times a game if I can avoid He doesn't take a lot of hits, so, I mean, he's smart in that, in that aspect. But I just – I think we have to cater more to what he can do as opposed to what we want to do. But anyway, he's still a top 10 quarterback. Number 10, Lamar Jackson. Uh, probably got him a little bit higher than most of the people on this list, but uh, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, I think he's the most underrated quarterback in the league. Like I said, can make all the throws. Uh, he's a he's a decent enough athlete, can move around, get outside, make, make something happen off script. He's won a lot of games uh, without too much around him. And that, to me, is a sign of a good quarterback when he can overcome the deficiencies that his team has and be able to still win the game. Obviously, quarterback's the most impactful position in sports. It's clearly the most impactful position in football. And I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. You know, they've said they're going to move forward with him, which I get, didn't see why they wouldn't unless they could get, you know, one of the elite, elite guys. I don't think you upgrade him that much. You know, I don't think you upgrade at all with, like, say, you know, moving on from him and letting Marcus Mariota play or something like that. I think he's a very underrated quarterback. If they can get some stability there with Josh McDaniels, I really think people are going to start taking notice of what Derek Carr can really do. Like I said, I think he's the most underrated quarterback in the National Football League. Moving on here to number eight, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. 
Uh, he's a great athlete. He's not, you know, the same type of runner as Lamar is, but he's an elite runner. Uh, he's got a cannon for an arm that comes from his baseball background. Um, he can, like I said, he can run around. He can make things happen. Um, he has the potential to move up this list into the elite of the elite category, in my opinion. Whereas I, I don't know if that's necessarily true for Lamar. The only problem I really have with Kyler is he can be a bit aloof sometimes, which I don't really like. You know, he's kind of, it seems like a little bit of a loner. And I want my quarterback to be more of that, you know, inspirational guy can, you know, get the troops rallied and fired up and, and you know, if we're down, come back. So I just, I, th- I think there's some qualities there that kind of turn me off a little bit. He's without a doubt a heck of a football player and, you know, easily in the top 10 there at eight. But there's just some things, some drawbacks that I don't care for, um, more so off the field than on it. But as we move along here, number seven is... Los Angeles Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. He's got a great arm. Uh, however, he does make some, as what I call, screw it decisions, where he just goes, you know what, screw it. I'm making this throw. We saw that in the NFC Championship game. And that throw ended up not being an interception. It should have been. There's a reason that guy's playing defensive back. Um, I think Matt Stafford has shown it does matter, you know, a lot more than people think that where you land has a big impact on your success. You know, he played for an organization in Detroit that's not well run, kind of the laughing stock of the NFL, really, the last, you know, shoot, 30 years. Um, but, you know, he moves, he comes out to L.A., and his first year there they go on to win the Super Bowl with Sean McVay calling up the ball plays. Um, so, I, you know, I think he's got the potential to move up this list if he can keep doing what he did in 2021. And I think come next year he's got a potential to be in the next category, which we have gotten to now. This is the top six, and I've labeled this the elite of the elite. These are guys, if I have one of these guys, I'm not trying to upgrade. I, I'm completely comfortable with what I got, that they can win me any football game at any time. At number six, and I'm going to have him lower than people think. The next two guys, actually, are going to be lower than a lot of people, I think, would have them on their list. That said, number six, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, we don't know where he's going to play next year. There's rumors that him and Green Bay are negotiating a short-term contract extension. I think that's the best place for him. But Aaron Rodgers, no doubt, has elite arm talent. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over. His touchdown-interception ratio is the best in the history of the game. You know, he's athletic enough to make things happen outside. He's got wiggle to him. He can get outside and, you know, make, throw an accurate ball on the run. can flick the ball 50 yards. Um the biggest problem I have with Aaron Rodgers, or I have two problems with Aaron Rodgers, but the biggest one for me is he tends to shrink in the biggest of moments. He's not, he's not, and I, I'm going to compare him unjustly to Tom Brady, but Tom Brady, you know, seven of those Super Bowls he won on a game winning drive in the fourth quarter in the biggest game in all of American sports. So he just tends to shrink in those moments. He's 11 and 10 in the playoffs. I don't like that, but he is an elite player. I will give him that, regardless if I'm not the biggest fan. And he can be prickly, you know, and needy. He needs to be, you know, shown love and stuff like that as opposed to just like, hey, I'm one of the best. I'm going to go out there and work and show it to you. So I don't really like that, but there's no question that he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Number five, 
God's gift to football, apparently. And I'm going to have him lower than a lot of people. I understand that. You know, fire your hate off in the comments on, on this take. But Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, like I said with Rodgers, he's got an elite arm talent. Uh, he's a really good athlete and can make things happen with his legs. He can, you know, break a run for 30 yards and, you know, score. Um, you know, he's really great most of the time. Uh, but sometimes he gets bad, and when he gets bad, he gets bad in a hurry. You know, we saw that him make that mistake in the AFC Championship game this year going into halftime, and it really kind of, the wheels came off. He played awful in the second half. They end up losing that game, and I, it's not really an issue, but it's something I have wondered about with Patrick Mahomes is how great is he when everything isn't perfect? You know, he came in, sat a year, has Andy Reid, one of the best offensive minds in NFL history. You know, last year we saw him in the Super Bowl when everything wasn't his way, when he didn't have the clear talent advantage. He got his teeth kicked in. Uh, he makes some decisions sometimes because he has such a good arm that you really don't like. You know, he's got two of the best offensive weapons of football and Tyreek Hill and and Travis Kelsey, but I just I just wonder, when he doesn't have those guys, what does he look like? Um, I, obviously, at some point, we're going to find that out. But Patrick Mahomes, I have at number five. Number four, I probably got him higher than a lot of people do. Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I think Seattle's done him a disservice over the last five years. He's got a cannon for an arm, can make every throw in the game. He's a great runner, you know, can break outside, make things happen, and has had to, quite frankly, with the lack of help they've given him and protection they've given him from the offensive line. He's got great intangibles. He's an adult. You don't mind handing your franchise over to that guy because he's going to, you know, be the leader that you need him to be, that you want your quarterback to be. So, you know, what more can you say about Russell Wilson? I think if... He was at a more competent organization. He would have been to a number of Super Bowls by now. You know, he's been to two with uh, a not great run organization, in my my opinion. And I think if he was at a better one, he would have won multiple. He would have been to more. I'm a big Russell Wilson guy. Moving on to number three here, L.A. Chargers, Justin Herbert. He's got an elite arm. Uh, he's a really good athlete. Are a lot faster than most people give him credit for. Um, he was good from his first start, you know, when Tyrod Taylor, yeah, they punctured his lung at the beginning of that, or right before that game against Kansas City. He went out there on five minutes notice and went head to head with, you know, the, you know, it's the dumbest nickname for me, um, but but the baby goat, as people refer to Patrick Mahomes, even though he's nowhere remotely close to being the goat, um, and he went toe to toe with him. In his first start, I don't think Patrick Mahomes could have done that in his first start against another guy, so I do have Justin Herbert higher. Um, and I think he has the potential to get higher on this list, but it's going to be tough with the two guys we have ahead of him. One of those guys at number two, and this is also going to reveal number one if you've been keeping up, is Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. I love his intangibles. He's got a great arm. He's a solid runner. He's a super competitor. He just gets hit and gets right back up. Loves the physicality of the game. And that's what you want to see from a leader. You don't want that to shrink your quarterback, and it doesn't shrink Joe Burrow. He gets better in games like that. He's overcome some adversity. And he's really came into what's been a historically bad franchise. I mean, up to this year, they hadn't won a playoff game since 1991. And, you know, they make the playoffs with Joe Burrow. The first time they make the playoffs, they go to the Super Bowl. 
I just love everything about this kid's game. I don't know, you know, Joey Cool. I don't know what else you can say about him. He's just a an extremely talented quarterback, and I think he's gonna win, if not one, then multiple Super Bowls. For they'll at least be go to multiple. You know, it's hard to win multiple Super Bowls, but I I think they're a team to contend with as long as Joe Burrow is the starting quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. So without any further ado. Number one, for me, if I could pick anyone to be my quarterback in the NFL next year, it would be Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Everyone talks about how good Mahomes and Rodgers' arm is. Josh Allen has the best arm in the NFL, and he plays in arguably the toughest place to show off that arm in Buffalo, and it, and it comes, it jumps off the screen. Like I said, he's got the best arm in the league. Um, I think he's, you know, arguably a top three runner. You know, with Lamar and Kyler Murray, you know, he's up there. He's a and he's way bigger than those guys. You know, he's six five, like two forty. Can run like a gazelle. He's big. He's strong. He's durable. Um, you know, he wasn't good from his first, you know, year year or two in the league, and then he really turned the corner and he hadn't looked back. So he's overcome some adversity, which I like. He's really taken an organization that hadn't been great for, you know, 30 years, similar to Joe Burrow, and made them one of the team's fiercest teams in the league. You know, you don't want to play that guy when he's on. You know, he plays had an off half against Tampa this past year and Tom Brady, and then comes back and leads them, you know, fight scratches and claws back into the game, gets them to overtime late. They ended up losing, but I, I like the – toughness and competitiveness and scratch and grit the ki- the guy has. And I think that the scary part is he's only going to get better at reading defenses, and that's that's scary because once he knows what you're doing, I think it's a wrap, and I think Buffalo's going to be a team to contend with for as long as he is the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. So he is number one on my list. To recap, a top five of, in order, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes. Now, I say all that to say this. If the rumors are true that Tom Brady might reconsider coming back and playing next year, everybody drops down a spot, and I mean everybody. Josh Allen goes to two, and so on. He would be number one because he's got the biggest track record, longest track record, the best track record. So I do say that if he decides to come back, for any team, that team immediately has the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. But those are my rankings. Let us know what you think about him in the comments. Uh, you can f- hit me on Twitter. Tell me how dumb I am, how smart you think I am for you know my rankings here. And without anything else, I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week, everybody.